It's your career insider, Cindy Thomas. Welcome to part two of season three's finale of the Insider's Career Club podcast. We give you career tips from me, a former talent acquisition executive turned career coach mentor and from industry professionals. Now coming up, you're going to hear from season three guests. They're going to share advice on two topics, how to develop good, strong work relationships and how to maintain a good work-life balance. Stay tuned. Here's Lorianne DeGay, Workplace Culture Catalyst from Episode 10. She's discussing the importance of creating a safe environment and setting boundaries at work. What is your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? My one piece of advice would be to communicate and to make sure that you're building the channels within that workplace that facilitate and fuel the communication and that you make it okay to speak your truth and that you create that safe environment where Mm -hmm. people are compelled to say what they think and 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 to do it in a respectful manner, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, if you've created the right environment, people get disrespectful when they feel like they're not being heard. Absolutely. And they get defensive when they feel they're not being seen. I exactly. 100% agree. Yeah. Exactly. So if you if you know if you're doing your part to make them feel seen and heard, then yeah, you know, kind of don't have to worry about the disrespectful piece. And then the second question is, what tips do you have for reaching and maintaining a good work-life balance because I think we all struggle with this. I absolutely agree. I think it's important to realize that when we leave work, you need to learn to disconnect. Maybe you've got a bracelet that you snap an elastic on your your arm to say work is done and to, to make sure that you're being fully present in both spheres, both in your personal life as well as in your work life and that you don't let one cross into the other. Setting those boundaries is really, really crucial and important as well as managing expectations in both spheres. So making sure that you understand the expectations of the organization, but on the flip side, that you help them understand your expectations from them as well. And then at home, the same thing, right? In your personal life, setting those boundaries and making sure that you're managing expectations on all levels and realizing that it's okay to not be superwoman or a superman and to try and be doing it all, that we're all human and there's only so much we can put on our plate. And the key is to not get a bigger plate. The key is to actually reevaluate what's on your plate and think about what you can be taking off your plate mm. to make sure that you are provided with the ability to be fully present in both spheres. Yeah, I think that's really good. I also, you know, as you were speaking, it it brought up for me how people don't disconnect, think that they're disconnecting because they close their computer, but they pick up up their smartphone and then they're on Instagram or Facebook or even in their email. You know, you're not giving yourself a chance to really, truly walk away. I agree. And, you know, I'm not talking about, oh, my God, I forgot to do something. Let me turn this computer on at 10 o'clock and make sure I send this email. I'm talking about just on a regular basis, giving yourself some space from your technology. Yes, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Disconnecting regularly and consistently is definitely key. In Canada, we've actually legislated disconnection now. There's, there's a mandated bill that obligates all organizations to have a right to disconnect policy. Oh, I like it. 
to encourage organizations to support their employees and to provide it's it's again a means of providing that safe space to disconnect. It's okay to disconnect from work. My expectation is not that you, you know, be on the phone with me at all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. On tap is Patty Billingsley from episode 11. She's the VP of sales at a pharmaceutical company. She engages with others with a balance of being on a business and personal level. What is your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? I think developing good, strong relationships, whether it's at work or or outside of work, it's really about, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And it's about really figuring out certainly how you can benefit each other and how you can be honest and how you can be genuine with that person. So a lot of times we'll look at a work relationship again as in regards to what can I get out of that person? What can I mm-hmm. learn from them? What can they help me with? You know, what's an area that I'm not sure of and, and they're really good at? But there's always something that that other person brings to the table too. And so as much as you're willing to take, I would say be very proactive about what you're willing to give mm-hmm. as well too. Spend some time trying to get to know people as well. That's been the best value that I have. Business is great. And, you know, we all spend a lot of time talking about business. But again, take an interest in that person. What's important mm-hmm. to them? That's what mm-hmm. I found to be the most helpful as I, it comes easy for me because I'm actually naturally love <laughs> learning about people and their life and, and different things. And so have a balance, a balance of business and a balance of how's it going for you? And Halloween was just here. What'd your kids dress up as? And, you know, all those things I think helps to build a really strong relationship. And then the final thing is really making sure that you have that courageous conversations with people when they need it. And so if somebody's really asking for your feedback on, you know, how they Mm -hmm. were perceived or if there's an issue is doing it with kindness, but also being honest and open with them as well too, and, and being willing to take that same type of feedback yourself. Right. That the kindness factor is very high on my quotient. It is so hard to give feedback that may be negative. But if you do it with kindness and you've treated that person respectfully all along, it makes it easier to do it and easier for them to understand, you know, the perspective that you're coming from. 100%. It's always easy to give people good feedback and tell them how wonderful they are, but you're also not doing people favors if you're not helping them grow as well, too. And so a true friend will treat you with kindness and and let you know, you know, here's an area where you're a little off. Then what tips do you have for reaching and maintaining a good work-life balance? Because being a mom, being a professional businesswoman, it's not easy managing both of those. You could be full-time in either one. So how have you managed to keep a good work-life balance? Well, you've hit a little bit of my kryptonite or my Achilles tendon, because this is something that I absolutely struggle with to make sure that I do provide for myself. And the best bit of advice I have is just to schedule it, just like you would your, your work. You know, when you're a professional and you do really well at work, sometimes mm-hmm. you let your personal life take a back seat. And that takes its toll. And I really lead from the principle of if you're not happy, then you're, you're not going to be productive. And so even from a business perspective, it's so important that we maintain our, our good health and, and just our balance. And so mm-hmm. I just recently took a trip with my mom that I had promised her I would take. 
And it wasn't the best time at work, but I set it up. I scheduled it. I talked to my boss about it. And I think those are the kind of things that were really important. And in a hundred percent honesty, it's something I wouldn't trade at all. I mean, my mom was so excited to be able to go on the trip. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to be able to take her. I set myself up for work while I was gone. And quite frankly, it was just an amazing trip. And you know what? The world didn't fall apart. Uh, business <laughs> didn't fall apart. Uh, we had our trip and I could have made a lot of excuses. Just it's not the right time. There's so mm-hmm. many things going on. And so you just have to make yourself a priority when you can. Up next is Brendan Kumarasamy, CEO of Master Talk from episode three. He's got a different take on all of this. What's your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? I would say for me, the best advice is mirror the energy of the person you're speaking to. In a work mm-hmm. scenario, everyone's different. Everyone has different personalities. Some are super shy and introverted. Others are super loud and obnoxious. And then there's other people in the middle. And I feel the job of someone who wants to be an exceptional leader in a corporate environment is someone who's able to mirror the energy of the other person to make them all feel comfortable. So that's Absolutely. my advice. Okay. I, and I would say for anyone listening, do that in your interviews too. If you're a loud talker and your interview is not, lower your energy and your voice. If they are high energy, bring it up. You know, you just don't want to overwhelm your interviewer. Second question, what tips do you have for reaching and maintaining a good work-life balance? I think work-life balance is what you choose to define it for yourself. Okay. So for, for me, work-life balance means quite simply work 12 to 16 hours a day every day because that's what I love. But then take five weeks of vacation, right? I don't do anything except hang out with my family. Mm. So I feel it's it's a decision that we need to make internally for ourselves and for the people around us because my family really doesn't mind that I do this. The real advice is make sure somebody else isn't controlling your definition of balance. If I'm going to add to that, I'm going to say, make sure you have some downtime in there. Because as for me doing podcasting, and it's a a one woman business, podcasting is quite intensive and people don't realize that. And I think, oh, I can just continue working, continue working, continue working, but you have to give yourself a break. And I know there's some differences what I did just in how easy it was to do other things. So make sure you give yourself some downtime. Love it. Our next bit of advice comes from Lisa Berge, PhD, DNP, FNP, from episode number four, who discusses authenticity and self-awareness. Let's take a listen. What would you say is your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? It really depends on the atmosphere of the company at the end of the day, because mm-hmm. when they don't have a culture that they really feel they can come forward, people aren't themselves. So I try to tell everybody, you have to be true to yourself. You have to just be you. And if they don't like who you are, that's on them. Because we can't be two different people. Yeah. Still have to be you and you will get to know your, whoever, whoever you're working with based on who you are, because then they're not getting to know the authentic person who you are. Bring your authentic self to it is what you're saying. 
Yes, exactly. Because obviously, you know, you're in different meetings, you're going to still speak professionally, but don't change who you are to fit a part. We all are a little different. We're all playing a part to a degree in the Mm -hmm. workforce. Mm -hmm. But if you change it too much, then it's not going to be continuous. It's going to be, you know, you're going to be a different person every day. So it has to just be a version of really who you are with the professional side. Yeah. And if you change it too much, people won't know who you are because you are. Exactly. Yep. And as I tell people, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You're going to know me pretty quickly. (laughs) True enough. (laughs) So second question is, what tips do you have for reaching and maintaining a good work-life balance? Because for someone with you with dual careers, you Mm -hmm. have doing something right. (laughs) You have to remind yourself because I've failed many times where I've gotten too involved in work and I've neglected my own health or neglected being present at home. I might be there physically, but I wasn't present. So sometimes it takes your kids to remind you, your older kids to say, hey, mom, you're working way too much. You're not here. You have to remind yourself because it's so easy to get wrapped up in work Mm -hmm. and you have to set One thing I'm good at is I will plan a trip. Like I definitely make sure I get fun trips in there with the kids and stuff. So I do, Mm -hmm. that's one thing I do. And then we ski. So I make sure that we still get our skiing in and then our summer stuff. So mine is probably outside work activities that make me kind of do it. Now we have a hard time shutting down at night because the computer follows us. So if you work remotely, you don't know how to. So this is something I recently did on Friday nights at five o'clock. I'm now turning off my laptop. I'm turning yeah. it off, turning off my work phone, and I'm not picking it up again. Earliest is Sunday night if I have to check what's on my schedule for Monday just to make sure I don't miss any meetings in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm not very good at it during the week, but I have to get better. So mm-hmm. it's a constant reminder. You have to remind yourself. Because no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. And I, I'm a good one for that because you could work all weekend if you wanted to, just trying yep. to get a job on the following, you know, the, yep. the upcoming week. But, you know, I learned a long time ago, shut it off. I rarely even talk on the phone after I've talked on the phone a lot, being a recruiter. Yeah. Just yep. kind of call people. You know, I don't want to be on the phone. <laughs> no, no, no. Never works for you. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So you just have to you have to shut it down. But it is a constant reminder. And I do like to do things around the house. Like I like to paint. I know it's crazy, but I do. I love to do that stuff. So I set up like new projects because like I'm not somebody that can just sit. So I set up projects like oh I'm going to work on this project. This is going to be fun. But then that's my schedule. I'm like oh I got to get to this. You know. So then I walk away from work. That sounds good. Yeah. But today, you know what? I went and got my nails done with Ashley after school, knowing that I would have to do a little bit more tonight. But that was a trade-off. Yeah. Well, yep. it sounds like you're balancing it all. You know, you're keeping it in mind, which is is something you have to do to to make sure you're keeping that life balance. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not the best. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 yeah. I've been guilty of not doing that. I mean, I was burnt out after what I did with GBT. And yeah. um, I really couldn't do anything. I just stopped. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, when you're in it, you don't always realize how burnt out and tired you are. You know, you're tired. Yep. And I went from GBT to Aveo and Aveo was 
horrifying. That's the one where I was the interim VP and I worked yeah. way more hours than any of the other VPs. Mm. And my kids are like, mom, this got to stop. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, you know what? You're right. This is nuts. So now I'm working as a medical director and I'm like, yeah, okay. I got some time now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the titles and the money's not always worth it. Yep. Well, Lisa, my dear, I'm really appreciative. I've got my two questions out there and, and uh, these will actually be a separate podcast because I ask these questions, these two particular questions of everybody this season. Yeah. And, yep. and obviously you'll put it in the words that are right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's listen to Kristen Espinosa from episode five. He suggests we develop communication skill sets and take steps toward balance. So the first question is, what is your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? I mean, I would say read my book is a, is a good starting point because I, I think I cover a lot of the, that that stuff in there, uh, like having the awareness that not everyone has the same model of the world. Really, you know, a lot of the NLP presuppositions I talk about in the book, I think I think really help. And I think if something else is good is uh, a book I read a while back and I refer to it quite often as a crucial conversations. So mm. knowing how to have a crucial conversation with someone when the stakes are high and people have varying opinions and various stances on it, because we often let things build up and then we have this tension between us in a work environment. So I think before that tension builds up, having the skill set to have those difficult conversations, and they may not even be that difficult. We may just think they are, but having the skills yeah. to communicate better will definitely help in that relationship. Okay, great. What tips do you have for remaining that if I could talk, that'd be really good. What <laughs> tips do you have for maintaining a good work-life balance? I think number one, you have to decide what's important to you. And for me, that balance is important. And, it, and life isn't always going to be exactly balanced in the middle. There's gonna be time. There's times when I, you know, the dial is turned all the way to work. I'm working like four days straight for like 15 hours a day, and there's times mm-hmm. it's turned to left. I'm not working for four days straight. Uh, so it's not, it's not always balanced. You have to establish that you want balance and then you have to take the steps towards balance and define what balance means for you. With me, what's important for me is I notice if I don't spend time outdoors or if I don't work out or if I don't go for a hike, then my productivity starts going down and my attitude starts shifting. So I know those things shifting in a negative mm-hmm. way. So I know those things are important for me to to do better at work and I can be more efficient and more focused at work. And if I do monotasking, I'm even more focused, which gives me more time to do the mm-hmm. hiking and other things I like to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the tips are really to understand what balance means to you, what kinds of things you need to achieve balance and, and figure out a way with monotasking and block timing possibly to have more of that. Very good. Yeah. And it's very true. We all need you know, some downtime somewhere in our lives. And if we don't get it, then we do get cranky and Mm -hmm. find yourself being less productive because you're going around in circles a lot. I know it happens to me. (laughs) It can happen pretty regularly if I've just been too focused on something. It's like, take a break, let your mind rest, go do something fun. Yeah, and sometimes just zooming out of like your day-to-day, I like to call it condor vision. I kind of like zoom out of my life and look at myself from like a, 
the perspective of a condor, you realize where you are in the forest and you might be headed for a cliff and you might not be heading the right direction, but it gives you the ability to disassociate from your life a little bit and just think, is this really what I want to be doing? Because it's hard to like just to have that discussion or that reflect on that when you're in the moment all the time. But that goes back to knowing too yourself, right? Something yeah. you alluded to earlier, you have to know yourself and know what is important to you. What do you value? And, and does this thing over here line up with that? So, yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting topic because if you ask people what they want in life, people rarely can tell you that. But if you ask them what they don't want, they'll give you a list of a thousand things, you know? So it's, <laughs> you know, we, we, it's important, like you said, to shift to like, what do we want and what, is important to us versus what's mm-hmm. not important. Yeah. The older I get, I'm, I'm a little better at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, I don't want that <laughs> for sure. I want peace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Christian, it's been delightful to talk to you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Excellent advice, Christian. Our last bit of advice is from David Jeter. From episode six, he discusses his thoughts on going after your heart's desires. What is your best advice for developing good, strong work relationships? Keep work at work. As one of the sort of senior people here at my organization, Mm -hmm. I don't mind going out and maybe riding some bikes with uh, my clinicians and other staff uh, once in a while. And when we get together and do staff socialization, maybe. Yeah. social. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we go out and do a little bit of uh, staff development, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the more you can keep work at work and enjoy your friends away from work, that's the best way to do it. I mean, and in, in terms of the second one for maintaining a, a good work-life balance, for me, I recognize that most of what you're doing as a as a professional is watching electrons move from one place to another in in accounts. I can appreciate that that's important. You know, we all have goals of financial goals of doing the things that we want to do and working for the period of time that we want to work for. But I think that sometimes people get very focused on some of those numbers and don't think about the time that those numbers mean. And if you can take a little step back and recognize that you should buy the boat. And you should go to Machu Picchu and Mm -hmm. you should do the things that you want to do now, because if you don't, it's going to be too late. Okay. Sounds good. I want to express my sincere thank you to my guests and share my gratitude with them for making this season a great success. And thank you too for listening. Unlike other podcasts, We don't run commercials. However, I need your help. Please support the show with a small monthly donation of $5 or more to help with the production fees. Your participation is greatly appreciated. Now, I've got three seasons of podcasts, and they're available on all of the major hosting sites, as well as YouTube and my website at www.insidescareerclub.com. Can we talk about you now for just a minute? 
Do you need a career transformation because you've been laid off, missed a promotion, or your career has just stalled? I can help you. Let's work together to get you where you want to be. Career coaching and mentoring sessions are available. Why not invest in yourself? You spend money on everybody else and everything else. You're worth it. Invest in you. Take some time and sign up for a coaching session today at www.insidescareerclub.com. Now, let's speak a victory blessing over you before we go. You have a bright future. Something good is going to happen to you. New doors are about to open and good breaks are looking for you. Know it. Believe it. We'll return in January 2024. Until next time, enjoy your summer and take care.